Good evening. I am calling the West Hollywood City Council meeting on March 20th to order at 6 p.m. And I'm going to turn it over first to Madam City Attorney. Thank you very much. Good evening. We have one procedural matter to address before we begin the meeting. Um, as we discussed at the last meeting, AB 2449 created an opportunity for members of the City Council to teleconference into meetings under the Brown Act if there's just cause or a physical or a family medical emergency. In order to use AB 2449, the member of the body requesting to teleconference makes the request to participate remotely, um, and the city council will take action to approve the request before we start the meeting. There are a limit on the number of times this bill can be used in a calendar year, just so everybody knows. Uh, since we already have the ability for the public to make comment over the phone, and because we already have broadcasts of our meetings over multiple TV and web-based platforms, we're able to accommodate this request and meet the Brown Act's requirements. If the city council approves teleconferencing, uh, the member participating remotely must keep his camera on for the entire meeting and announce if there is anyone over 18 years old present in the room at the remote location. We will stop the meeting if the broadcast is interrupted and all votes will be taken by roll call. Um, so we have one council member who has requested to participate remotely tonight for health reasons that prevent him from being present in council chambers tonight. Um, if the council agrees, please, uh, to allow the council member to teleconference, we can please make a motion and a second. So I'll make a motion. Go ahead. Great. We have a motion by council member Byers, a second by council member Meister. Can I get a roll call, Madam City Clerk? Yes. Thank you, Mayor, for this evening. <laughs> Just council, for now. Council member Byers. Aye. Council member Meister. Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Aye. The motion passes. Thank you. Councilmember Heilman, can you please report if there are any individuals 18 years of age or older present with you in the room? There is no one present in the room. I'm required to isolate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, please keep your camera on for the entire meeting. And if you need to take a break, please let myself or the city clerk know and we can recess. Um, the broadcast might look a little different tonight, so we uh, thank everyone in advance for understanding, and we can proceed with the meeting now. Thank you so much, uh, Madam City Attorney. We're gonna get a Pledge of Allegiance. Can I get Nick to do the pledge for us, please? Uh, please rise if you're able, and direct your attention to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic, for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick. Madam City Clerk, can I get a roll call, please? You may. Councilmember Byers. Present. Councilmember Meister. Here. Councilmember Heilman. Here on Zoom. <laughs> Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Here. I would like to note for the record that Mayor Shine is absent this evening. Thank you so much, Madam City Clerk. Uh, do you have any changes uh, to the agenda from staff? Uh, yes. Staff is requesting that item 2J be moved to excluded consent. Um, in the agenda packet, which was posted online, the item posted was 2I rather than 2J. And in order to rectify that, we are going to have staff provide a brief uh, presentation on that item so that council can approve it and the public can know what we're discussing. Additionally, item 2 it is the co-sponsorship item. If you look at the staff report, it indicates new business. However, it was put on consent. So at this time, it will be a new business item unless the council desires to move it to consent. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Madam City Clerk. Do any of my colleagues have any changes? I'm gonna start like last meeting and I'm gonna call on people. Sure. Councilmember Byers? Um, I would like to suggest we move item 5B, the second annual Pride Pickleball Tournament to consent, as well as item 5D, the appreciation luncheon, and let's just get 2N back on consent, the co-sponsorship of Lavo Volleyball Tournament, if people are so willing. Sounds good. Um, Council Member Meister, do you have anything? Yeah, thank you. Um, I was gonna suggest uh, 5C, um, which is the fire department review of new development projects and item 6A, which is the ordinance uh, amending portions of title two, article one, section two of the West Hollywood Municipal Code, revising Sorry. council bylaws. Oh, and I'm, yes, um, so um, yes, I would like to uh, pull uh, 2E, which is the ordinance number 2309 on commission purview and requirements. I just have some additional direction and I know that we want to do that. Thank you. Uh, Council Member Heilman. Well, the items that I wanted to move to consent have been moved, but I um, uh, would like to keep 5D on the regular agenda for discussion. Sure. We'll move 5D back to consent. And off of consent. Off yeah, of consent, right. sorry. Off of consent. So then on consent, we have 5C, 5B, 6A, 2N, which was moved back to new business, but now is going back to consent. And then we've pulled 2J and 2E, and I think that's it. Anything else? Great. Um, um, Mayor, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Yes. Uh, any desire to move 4B, the budget update to consent? I'm fine with moving 4B to consent. Great. All right, we're gonna keep move 4B to consent and then anything else from my colleagues? No? Great, uh, can I get a motion to approve the agenda as amended, please? Make a motion to approve the agenda. I'll second it. Thank you, motion by Council Member Meister, second by Council Member Byers. Can I get a roll call vote? Yes, Council Member Byers. Aye. Councilmember Heilman. Aye. Councilmember Meister. Aye. Mayor Tim Erickson. Aye. The motion Thank passes. Thank you so much. Um, to begin, um, also, do we any of my colleagues have any adjournment motions they would like to make? And I'm going to go to Councilmember Heilman first. Nope. Councilmember Meister. Councilmember Byers. All right. I have one. Um, I would like to adjourn tonight's memory and uh, a meeting in memory of Darlene Zuloff, 74 of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, who died peacefully March 3rd, 2023, after a brief but difficult battle with cancer. Darlene was many things to many members of the community, um, but most importantly, I'll remember her as my English teacher who taught me the love of reading and many things else and was always a safe space like most English teachers are for gay students uh, in their classrooms. And so I will miss her very terribly. Um, all right, we have two presentations this evening um, and I'm gonna do both of them. Um, we're gonna first start out with a proclamation uh, to the American Red Cross in honor of March as American Red Cross Month. Um, so 
we have two individuals here who have come to do a lot of work with the city, and I'm so excited they could come out tonight and get this recognition. Um, and that's Sean Inoue, Executive Director at the Western Los Angeles office, and Jay Winnenbach from the Regional Donor Services Executive from the American Red Cross. Um, whereas in times of crisis, people in the city of West Hollywood come together to care for one another, this humanitarian spirit is part of the foundation of our community and is exemplified by American Red Cross volunteers and donors. And whereas in 1881, Clara Barton founded the American Red Cross, turning her steadfast dedication for helping others into a bold mission of preventing and alleviating people's suffering, and whereas today, more than 140 years later, we honor the kindness and generosity of Red Cross volunteers here in West Hollywood who continue to carry out Clara's life-saving legacy and who join the millions of people across the United States who volunteer, give blood, donate financially, and learn life-preserving skills through the Red Cross. And whereas contributions to the local Red Cross volunteers give hope to the most vulnerable in their darkest hours, and whereas the Red Cross provides about 40% of the nation's blood and blood components from all generous volunteer donors, the Red Cross estimates that one in seven patients entering the hospital will need a blood transfusion, where they are accident and burn victims, heart surgery and organ transplant patients, or receiving treatment for leukemia, cancer, or sickle cell disease. To meet the needs of these patients, the Red Cross must collect approximately 12,500 blood and nearly 3,000 platelet donations every day. And whereas in recognition of Red Cross Month, the city, will, uh, the city will encourage residents and community members to join us in celebrating by training, by donating blood or platelets, or participating in the first aid or CPR training to help in a case of emergency, or specifically all the great work that they did with the advanced study leading to a lot of the revolutionary work being done at the federal level to alleviate the draconian laws placed on men who have sex with men and gay and bisexual men and peoples. Now, therefore, let it be resolved. I ad-lib that part. Now, therefore, let it be resolved that the City Council of the City of West Hollywood hereby recognizes March as American Red Cross Month and extends its gratitude to the organization of volunteers for all they do local, nationally, and globally. And at this time, I would like to invite up our extinguished guest to come down here and take a photo. And John, just look, give a thumbs up in the background. <laughs> Well, uh, City Council, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, and the residents of West Hollywood, uh, we're honored to accept this proclamation on behalf of our volunteers and our mission that we deliver every single day. I think this is particularly poignant. I just left a shelter in Lafayette Park where we had not one but two residents from West Hollywood that were there supporting our shelter operation. Um, and this is, this is it. This is, this is what Red Cross Month is about. It's about remembering and reminding folks about the Red Cross mission and who delivers it, which is our residents, it's our volunteers. That is who we are as an organization, and I am proud to stand here and accept us on their behalf. I would also like to spend, uh, send a, uh, 
Another special thank you to uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson for his work advocating for the advanced study um, and the work that that's been done on a federal level to change the policy to create an equitable and inclusive, really, eligibility process for our blood donors. So I'm really proud to, proud to see that work continue on the federal and local level and, uh, again, honored to be here in service on behalf of our volunteers in the Red Cross. So thank you, and we look forward to doing more great work together. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much. We have one more. Um, this one's very special because when Yola Dore called me and said that she received such amazing treatment from both this organization as well as this individual, I knew exactly what this city needed to do and that was to make sure we honor and uplifted them for their service to someone that we all love very dearly, but someone that we know and care about that they do for all of our residents. So we have a presentation for MV Transportation and Dorlin Liz Blanco tonight. Um, I would like to honor and recognize MV Transportation and Doralyn Liz Blanco, um, their operations safety and training manager, for going above and beyond to meet the diverse needs of West Hollywood's community. During the pandemic, MV Transportation helped support the city's efforts in delivering emergency meals and packaged groceries to vulnerable residents. MV Transportation continues their hard work and efforts in securing transportation for our community members, including those that are part of our vulnerable populations. On behalf of the city council and community members who reached out to me to share this positive experience with MV Transportation, I wanted to say thank you very much to you, as well as and especially to Liz Blanco. We truly appreciate your commitment to the safety and well-being of the passengers in the West Hollywood community and to those residents we love dearly. So I would love to invite Liz, Liz as well as MV Transportation up to receive this certificate and my colleagues to join me. Mayor and council members, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, we've been doing this for quite some years. We take pride and passion in what we do. We care about our riders, our passengers, our clients. Uh, and you're absolutely correct. When COVID hit, we didn't know what we were going to do for our, our riders. So we uh, uh, came into agreement with the city to provide lunches and deliver the meals uh, from JFS and Project Angel Foods, and it was a delight to be able to keep our employees working as well as feeding the residents. 
So uh, Lynn has been, uh, she started off with the services as a driver and gradually promoted as dispatch, dispatcher, dispatch supervisor, and ultimately she's our operations safety manager. She really takes pride and I commend her for all her hard work. She's my right hand and I couldn't do it without her. So again, thank you very much for the opportunity. Good evening to all. I am very proud to receive this um, certificate. Thank you all very much, council members, mayor, our client, Francisco, city of West Hollywood, our dear passengers, Yola Dore, Mr. Ms. Carmine, Brandon. I, we know if without the passengers, we wouldn't be here. And we are here for them. And thank you very much for the recognition. Appreciate very, you all. Very well deserved. All right, we're gonna move on to public comment. The city council values your comment. However, pursuant to the Brown Act, the council cannot take action on items not listed on the posted agenda. The public comment period is limited to 20 minutes with two minutes allotted to, for each speaker. This public comment period is to address uh, the city council on consent calendar items, other agenda items that the member of the public cannot be present at the time the item is considered, or items of general interest within the jurisdiction of the city council. Another period is reserved for general comment later in the meeting for those that could not be heard at this time. Um, Madam City Clerk, can we go to Zoom first, please? Uh, yes, we have three speakers in Zoom, and I'll let Janet call those. Apologies, issues with the microphone. Our first speaker on Zoom this evening is Yola Dore, to be followed by Mikey Friedman. Yola, you will have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Yola, if you can hear us, please press star six to unmute yourself. Good evening, Mayor Pro Tem. Council, staff, and honored guests, Yola Dore, West Hollywood. First of all, I want to thank you, um, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, for bestowing this incredible honor on MD Transit's Liz, our Liz. She is an incomparable, phenomenal, unbelievable, caring soul. She not only does an excellent job, but she takes the time to check on us, those of us that may have disabilities, those of us that have families with challenges and so forth. She's there for us when we need her and she helps every turn of the road. Second of all, I want to take a moment to thank you for supporting the new bill uh, that ZBAR is putting forward about residents that have disabilities that may need to move to a lower unit. Staying 
as part of West Hollywood's disabled population, accessibility is critical to our future. So I implore you, please support this bill and others like it that will include us in the vision of our city that we love. Thank you so much. Thank you, Yola. Our next speaker on Zoom is Mikey Friedman to be followed by Alan Wileon. Mikey, you will have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Good evening, Mikey Friedman. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Commissioner Steele, during the last Public Safety Commission meeting, chided Larry Block for texting her during the meeting, and she was right. However, during the city council meetings, I have noticed that some city council members are texting during public comments, presentations, and other council member comments. I'm guilty of having back and forth conversations with the city council members myself. I promise to no longer do that, and I would humbly like to request that you also refrain, because if a person is taking the trouble to come or call with a presentation or comment, they should have the council's full attention. Your attention should not be divided, even though I know that all of you are capable of multitasking. Um, regarding item 2F, liability and insurance is required by outzone applicants. The applicant shall at its own cost and, ex and expense procure and maintain enforced policies of commercial, commercial general liability for $1 million per occurrence and $2 million in general aggregate. Why hasn't this been required in scooter company contracts? I, I don't understand that. And lastly, regarding items 2L and 2O, these are two films that the city is sponsoring. What I'd like to know is why is the city not sponsoring J'accuse, which is a film about Holocaust deniers? The Jewish population of West Hollywood, both straight and LGBTQI+, is probably greater than the audience that might view these other two films. And many of the Jewish families might have history that deals with the Holocaust. They are also, like the rest of the country, facing rising anti-Semitism. West Hollywood is a city that celebrates everyone, not just the LGBTQ plus community, everyone, but it's not being shown here. So please, change your mind and show this film. Thank you very much. Have a great meeting. Thank you, Mikey. Our next speaker is Alan Morlian, to be followed by Adam Darvish. Alan, you'll have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Alan, you're our next speaker. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Item 2K, and I have a comment with regard to item 2K and item 6. I don't, I, I figure I should do it when they are called, not now. This is your time to speak, Alan. Go ahead for both items. No, I'm not speaking on both items. I'm speaking on each one individually as I'm allowed to do because it is an agendized item, item 2K and 6 and 6. 6A was moved to consent, so this would be your time to speak. Go ahead, two minutes. 
that they can't be moved to consent because I oppose it. I'm objecting to it. And Alan? can't be moved to consent, and I file papers with regard to that. Alan, you have two minutes to address the city council, address the entire city council. Your two minutes begin no, now. I'm not going to address the entire city council. I object to your autocratic effort to quell objections to an item that's on an agendized calendar, which you cannot move to consent because I objected to it, and I filed papers objecting to it. Your conduct in changing the rules and changing the time for comments on agendized items from, Mr. from two minutes is illegal. Mr. William, this is the city clerk. Yes. I don't mind having a conversation with you offline, but we are doing public comment for the city council meeting. You have two minutes. You can take your two minutes and you will have that time to speak on public comment or the items that were moved to consent. Please start his time. Fine. So, I can, do I, so when you go ahead and use your two minutes. Sir, you're can I object to it at that time? Sure. I just want to object to, to, to the to the rules. And I filed papers with regard to this and I want to object to 2K. That's all I want. Okay. Go ahead and take your two minutes to object. All right, with regard to the rules, I sent a uh, a um, papers filed them a few days ago. The reduction of time from three to two minutes is illegal, violates the Brown Act, it violates California case law. You can't do it. With regard to the donation issue, you can't do that either because it's filed under public comment and it's not filed under agendized items. So there is the right to donate time to somebody else that you cannot restrict that. You can also not restrict it under donation to, of, of, under public comment because that violates due process with regard to those particular issues. There are two other issues I wanted to talk about deal, dealing with changing the right to appeal, um, which deals with the question of whether or not anyone else can file an appeal if someone else obtains the requisite numbers of signatures. And there's no reason why someone else cannot file their own appeals even though they can't get the signatures because it requires such a massive effort and degree. So with regard to that, the rules that you have right now are not only some of the worst rules I've ever seen, they're illegal. I repeat, they're illegal. I set forth the case law on it. They're illegal. They cannot be adopted. They're illegal, and you're going to have to send it out to somebody to review it to make sure they become legal, because you can't reduce three to two on an agendized item. It's not even a matter of debate. That's, that's what I have to say with regard to the rules. With regard to item 2K, my comments deal primarily with earthquake safety. 2K is just a vehicle for that. Um, the question is that it's located in a liquefaction zone and it's lo thank, located thank you, sir. in an thank earthquake you. zone. Alan, your time is up. Thank you so much. See, that's exactly why I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to sue you guys if you Alan, thank, thank you, sir. Thank I'm you, sir. I'm you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Just, I just, our next speaker is Adam Darvish. Adam, you will have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Um, good evening, uh, Mayor Ferguson Erickson, council and staff. Adam Darvish speaking as a resident. I'm calling regarding item 2E that relates to uh, commissioners and their attendance. Um, I did see that, that um, after three times they're taken out and there's some exceptions that have a newborn 
baby or adopting a baby for bonding purposes, but I didn't see any details uh, beyond that for commissioners that may be disabled or have special circumstances that may cause, you know, for them to miss uh, over three meetings, maybe four meetings. So I'm hoping that you all will consider looking at that and having a, a review of the uh, occasions and then decide to take them out. We don't want to lose uh, good commissioners in the city to have a viable reason for not attending or missing meetings. Um, that's all. And then we wish everyone a happy Equinox, Spring Equinox Day. Many countries celebrate this as a new year and wanted to uh, bring it up. And, and also ask the council again to put public uh, or residents' uh, quality of life and public safety on the agenda every time. We had the marathon and we had the Oscar parties. And if you live a block north of San Marco, south of San Marco, you may experience all the after parties on our streets, on residential streets. So again, I'm asking for your help. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Adam. Uh, in Chambers? In Chambers. Okay. Our first speaker this evening in Chambers is Marnie Carmian. Marnie, if you want to come up, you'll have two minutes. Thank you, I'm Marnie Carmian. And John, it's so good to see you even virtually. And uh, I'm here to... Um, give a voice and, a, and, and two presences, mine and my son Brendan, uh, in honor of, of Liz. I mean, I actually whispered to her, this is overdue. <laughs> She's just been so always, so courteous, so accommodating. And, um, and I was so grateful to Yola letting me know that, that this presentation, this commendation was being given to her. And so that's why I'm up here speaking to you, you know. Um, that's it, thank you. It's good to see you, Lauren, always. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marnie. Our next, our next speaker this evening is Annie Jump Vicente, to be followed by Liza Sabalos. Take your virtual signaling and go shove it up your fucking asses. Item 2P, a resolution denouncing Tennessee Senate bill. Great that you're doing that. Item 4D, 5D. You're recognizing the Los Angeles County sheriffs and personnel. Go fuck yourselves. We had to riot against the police to start gay civil rights, and here you are all fucking celebrating it? What the fuck is wrong with you people? You want to throw $15,000 at the fucking police? Chelsea, you told me in our private meeting this motherfucker wouldn't be standing here because while members of the audience, I don't care, you I'm addressing Annie all of you. address all of us? I am. Do not address Fine, a I will. I, I can address all of you individually or singularity because that's what it means to do that in a public comment. Okay? When other people came up here two council meetings ago 
and I pulled all the footage of them speaking out against me, and that motherfucker right there was nodding his head, uh, advocating for fucking violence against me, so he could enforce it, that one right there. I was told by someone here that that man or anyone else wouldn't be here. I came here today to, to demand a trans sanctuary city. With item 4D, you fucking guarantee that I shouldn't even be here asking for such shit. Why the fuck should I even ever come here and ask from anything from any of you? In the same meeting, you're denouncing people violent against trans, and then in the same meeting, you're going to praise the people who enact the violence on trans people. What the fuck is wrong with you? So I guess I'm advocating for a trans sanctuary city here? I don't know. What's the point? <laughs> Fucking griping, man. Thank you, Annie. Your Thanks, time Annie. is up. Yeah, go fuck you. Next speaker, please. Liza Sabalos. To be followed Hello, by Mark Killingham. Hello, council members. My name is Lisa Ceballos. As many of you guys know, I'm one of the program coordinators and community specialists at the Translating Now Coalition, which serves a TGI community that resides in the city of West Hollywood. I'm here tonight to urge the city council to continue funding the Coalition for Economic Survival Tenants and Outreach Assistance Program, at least until June 2024, at least. As one of the leaders of a nonprofit organization serving the marginalized and community that is highly vulnerable and unlawful, evicted, harassed to other mistreatment from landlords, I need to know that I can really rely on somebody like Eugene, Eugene, so sorry, Eugene and the CES to educate our clients to their attendance rights and to provide them the, the legal consultation above and beyond to protect their rights. Eugene has done multiple staff trainings, not only to staff, but to clients individ and individually groups and counseling for us in the past and continues. A lot of our community members were unable to receive this type of assistance anywhere else until Eugene started working at the CES as the West Hollywood Tenant Outreach Organizer. I'm strongly urging, I'm strongly, I'm strongly urging the council members to allow funding to the CES into the next year city budget to look on making Jeonine's position permanent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Liza. Our next speaker is Mark Killingham to be followed by John Allendorfer. Hello, I guess my writing's bad, it's Willingham. But anyways, uh, thank you for letting me speak for a moment. I just came to share um, something that happened last week. I've been a, a resident here in West Hollywood for years. Um, I spoke once at a uh, council meeting during COVID. I happened to live at, COVID, at the uh, Hancock Lofts, right on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> where I tend to have a front row view of pretty much the world going on below me. Some of it good, some of it not so good. And during that time, I saw the increase in homelessness. And I know it's an issue that everyone talks about. And 
the problem here is not just homelessness it's the mental illness that goes along with that and the endangerment of people who live here because of it and you know i'm not involved with what you guys are doing day in and day out but i know i can speak on behalf of thousands of people in this city that when you walk down the street and this is a walking city and it's a neighborhood and with most people who do not know west hollywood they have no idea that most of us walk around we walk to go get coffee we know our neighbors we walk our dogs but many of us do it in fear when we see someone walking down the sidewalk towards us, screaming at the sidewalk, screaming at the trees, and then chasing people, chasing our neighbors. Twice last week, when I was traveling out of the country, my wife was chased by a homeless person. One at Roman and Keynes Road, the person said, I'm gonna kill you, took off after her. She took off running. She has panic attacks as it is. She called me. I said, did you call the police? You know what her response was? What are they gonna do? Last time I called the police, they asked me if I was injured. When I said no, they said there's nothing they can do. You really need to think about this. We have empathy in this city for everyone, except for the citizens that live as a community day to day. We really need to do something about it. Thank, Thank you, Mark. And if Corey and Danny could speak to Mark, I know they're back there, that would be great. Thank you. Our next speaker is John Allendorfer, to be followed by Kindred Soul. Good evening, resident of West Hollywood, John Allendorfer. Uh, good evening, Mayor Pro Tim Erickson, and this is my first time speaking this year. Congratulations on Meister coming back, and congratulations to Heilman and Byers on the, on the council. Uh, I am here happily to announce that SIA, the Seniors in Action, is returning next week to in-person sessions on Tuesday, March 28th at 2 p.m. in the community meeting room next to the West Hollywood Library that's upstairs, the community room. After two years of Zoom sessions, the Senior Advisory Board, in partnership with JFS, the Jewish Family Services, will be conducting gatherings in person that strengthen the senior community, that strengthen senior connections, and senior conversations. During each session, there is a feature video TED topic that will teach something new or give us a new perspective. Everyone is invited to participate in engaging discussions and unique activities that relate to the day's topic. We welcome all adults, 55 and over. So that's a lot of people. <laughs> so this activity is offered only on the west side I mean, Plummer Park, they do great things, but there's nothing here on the west side for seniors. So come on down next Tuesday, the 28th at 2 p.m. to see, to make friends, to renew connections, and to make room for a lively conversation. And our whole idea is to give the seniors a sense of community in this city. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, John. Our next speaker is Kindred Soul, to be followed by David Nash. Hi, um, thank you for um, listening to me today. Um, I also think it's awesome that um, you guys are denouncing the Tennessee um, drag show law bill. Um, I do 
think that there could be a little bit more support from the city for trans folks, especially, you know, um, what's going on in the East with trans kids' rights. Um, I appreciate the things that have been done for, for the gay community and the trans community, but I just feel like there isn't a sense of emergency that I know that I feel as a non-binary person and I know that my friends feel and just everyone in the trans community feels. Um, the actions being taken away for healthcare for trans kids is like basically a modern genocide in like a very specific way. Because if you are taking away people's healthcare and their reasons for living and these things that have been proven to help, it's, it's, it's just, it's very frustrating. And I think that, um, you know, WeHow has always been a place where I've felt at home and I felt like I could be myself and um, I know others feel that way and I just wish that um, it, it would be possible for you guys to um, have a bigger statement or just claim that this is a, a safe spot for people to be here. Um, I also agree with Annie Jump about the sovereign state um, for trans folks um, and yeah, I just, the emotions that I feel daily led me, I feel like, to come to say something about this because it just is depressing to be heard all the time. You know, you don't exist or you're invalidated and... Kindred, I'm sorry, can you wrap up your two minutes or yeah. it, for whatever reason? Yeah, and yeah, and um, I just think that we could all use a little bit more validation in the world, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I would hope that you guys would think about the, the sovereign state for trans folks, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next speaker is David Nash, to be followed by Steve Miller. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson and council members. First, I'd like to say a special heartfelt thanks to Liz from NV Transportation. She's a, arranged numerous rides for me, countless really, to the Braille Institute. And more importantly, the times I've been in wheelchair three times, uh, they've come and hauled me up and down the ramp and, and right back to my front door. And that special care has been greatly appreciated in, in my recovery. Um, I'm also here to sp speak in favor of uh, adding the technology that will make virtual participation available to Plummer Park, room five and six, where we have our disability advisory board meetings. I, I noticed that at the end of the last meeting, John Heilman uh, made a statement urging staff to look into this, and I just hope there's follow-up, and the sooner the better. Also, about sidewalk safety, I want to let you know that on the south side of Santa Monica Boulevard between San Vicente and Robertson, there are ramps that push you out over the street. And a few weeks ago, I took a stumble off the end of one of those ramps as there's nothing to stop you or warn you that it's zigzagging and pushing you back on the sidewalk. I, and I think until December is an awfully long time, or till next year, I believe, 
to, to make those adjustments to open up our sidewalks. Uh, when I first moved here, we had the wonderful project to widen the sidewalks. Now we've gone down to barely ADA compliance. I'd also like to thank uh, my food deliverer, Eric, from Project Angel Food. I ran into him tonight, and like Liz, he does his work with cheer, caring, and kindness, and I greatly appreciate that always. So thank you very much. Good evening. Thank you, David. Our final speaker for public comment this evening is Wes Siegmiller. Good evening, my name is West. I'm a longtime resident of West Hollywood and a lifelong advocate for equality. I'm here to call for healing after this period of division and hostility that we've all endured. The end of the local state of emergency is long overdue and it calls on us to reflect on the last three years. Mistakes were made, the science changed, people were censored and our pain denied and our voices hushed away. Meanwhile, reactive policies were implemented here in WeHo that often scapegoated people based on their health choices and their status. Mandates, passports, and other measures were sometimes used to punish and coerce us. And the system abandoned the sacrosanct principle of voluntary informed consent. The people of West Hollywood who were subjected to this discrimination and segregation deserve a meaningful consideration of their experiences, not to be judged, ignored, or denied. But while we can debate policy prescriptions, we should all be able to agree that everyone deserves to be heard and that no one should have to live in an atmosphere of inequality and violence. So in order for us to move forward, it's time for us to pivot. We have to make sure that WeHo is actually a place where everyone feels affirmed and accepted. In my opinion, what we ultimately need and deserve is an official non-discrimination policy that acknowledges the reality of our experiences and respects all of our God-given human rights. And as a small step in that direction tonight, I'm asking city council to direct staff to issue a public impact report that includes the negative experience of the experiences of people who were negatively impacted by vaccine mandates, passports, and related measures in West Hollywood. As the founder of the Free WeHo Coalition, I'm happy to offer my help in good faith to connect you to our local LGBT health freedom community. I believe that together we can finally break the fear and stigma. To close, I'd like to quote C.S. Lewis, there are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind. Thank you for listening with an open heart. Thanks, Wes. Thank you, Wes. That was our final speaker. Thank you so much. We're gonna turn it over now to our city manager. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Um, good evening, Mayor Pro Tem and city council members. Um, I do have a few comments, but I'm gonna turn it over to our city attorney first for a couple of comments. Sure, I just wanted to um, make one quick comment before the city manager gives his city manager remarks because there were some questions about item 6A, which has been moved to consent tonight. Um, as the city clerk mentioned during public comment, 
she and I will reach out to the speaker to discuss the city's existing uh, public comment practices. Uh, the time limit at city council has always been two minutes to speak and it's been in the city's uh, rules of decorum for many, many years, so that's not changing tonight, as well as the rule against uh, allowing people to donate their time to other speakers. That's a long-standing city practice. That's not being changed tonight. The only changes as part of item 6A are to uh, codify an earlier meeting starting time and to move the order of the agenda so legislative items will go up earlier in the meeting, um, and then to add the existing rules of decorum onto the front of the agenda for ease of reference to the public to know what they are, but they aren't actually being changed by the action of the council tonight. And the city clerk and I can uh, reach out to the speaker to discuss further. Thank you. There we go. A few comments. Um, the WeHo Reads online event will be held Wednesday, March 22nd at 6.30 p.m. This event celebrates women at the Center, center of Literature. Um, you can RSVP at weho.org backslash WeHo Reads. Uh, the city hosted two active shooter workshops this month. Um, over 43 participants attended the business community session and over 50 attended the community at large session. A survey was sent to those who participated to obtain feedback. Um, and the LA County Fire Department will be facilitating a free community emergency response team, also known as, known as CERT, training at the West Hollywood Aquatic and Recreation Center on April 15th, uh, April 22nd, and April 29th from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Space is limited, and community members are encouraged to sign up as soon as possible by emailing safety at weho.org. Uh, the city is offering another round of bystander inter intervention training this week for employees of businesses that serve alcohol for on-site consumption. Uh, please email code at weho.org for more information. Um, and the city is also conducting a survey of, West, of the West Hollywood business community to understand the value and impact of Halloween events. This will inform the next steps as we develop a plan to support local businesses during Halloween 2023. For more information, um, contact the Business Development Division, division at business at weho.org. Um, we did move the budget to consent, uh, the budget update, but I just wanted to provide a quick overview of that. Um, based on the review of the city's current information, the city continues to cover from the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the mid-year uh, update presents an increase in revenue projections from the June 2022 adopted budget to cover over $9 million in supplemental uh, allocations since that, since that time. Uh, current revenue sources have recovered to pre-pandemic levels and in many cases exceed those values. And revenues are expected to continue to increase at a moderate pace during the second half of the fiscal year. Uh, we are cautiously optimistic as we continue to monitor the growing state budget deficit projections, bank failures, and the potential for an economic recession. Uh, but we remain conservative in our budgeting projections uh, and the mid-year update includes a modest uh, sur surplus at the end of the fiscal year. Um, and just lastly, uh, the city went through a request for proposals process to select a consult consultant to conduct a municipal, municipal police department feasibility study 
and review of the existing contract with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. The recommended consultant was initially presented at the February 13, 2023 Public Safety Commission meeting and a second discussion dedicated to this topic was held at, at a study session and community listening session at the March 13, 2023 Public Safety Commission uh, meeting. Based on the comments from the public during those meetings, staff will not be bringing back, bringing forth a recommendation to the city council to select a consultant to conduct the municipal police force feasibility study, study and review of the existing LASD contract at this time. Um, as we pause this process, we will continue to focus on the implementation of the city's community safety and well-being strategy, which includes law enforcement, trust, transparency, and accountability as an integral, integral system priority. Uh, more information on the community safety and well-being strategy is available online at weho.org backslash CSWB. And that concludes my comments. Thank you so much, uh, David. Madam City Clerk, can we get a fiscal uh, impact on tonight's City Council consent agenda? Yes, Mayor Pro Tem. The fiscal impact on tonight's consent calendar with the addition of items 4B, 5B, 5C, 6A, and the removal of items 2E and 2J is $3,000 in expenditures, $19,337 in revenue, and $1,540 in waived fees. Thank you so much. May I get a motion from one of my colleagues? I'll move it. All right, motion by Councilmember Meister. Second. Second by Councilmember Byers. Can I get a roll call, please, Madam City Clerk? Yes, we have a motion on the floor to approve tonight's consent calendar. Councilmember Byers. Aye. Councilmember Heilman. Aye. Councilmember Meister. Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Aye. The motion passes. All right, thank you so much. Moving right along, we have no public hearings. We're gonna to go to unfinished business. Item 4A, update on utilization of West Hollywood's emergency funds in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Our amazing staff, take it away. Well, thank you, Mayor Pratam. Uh, I'm Christoph Schroeder. I'm the Director of Human Services and Rent Stabilization for this city, and uh, I'm joined by uh, Leslie Eisenberg, our Acting Social Service, Services Manager, and John Holub, our Rent Stabilization Manager. Uh, we've laid out in the staff report a number of items that are uh, updates of the utilization of the emergency funding during the, the COVID pandemic, and all three of us are available for uh, any questions should the council have them. Great, um, do any of my colleagues have any questions? John? or Councilmember Heilman, apologies. Yes, thank you. And thank you for your work in coordinating all of these emergency services throughout the pandemic. It was uh, obviously uh, extremely needed. The, the one question I have is uh, about the assistance programs. Um, I certainly support extending the program with Betsetic another year until 2024, um, but I don't understand the recommendation to merely extend the CES uh, tenant assistance program until June of 2023. If the reason for extending Betsetic for another year is that we know evictions are going to occur, that tenants are now going to be 
faced with the difficulty of paying the back rent don't we think that the assistance that the CES program is providing is still very much needed for the upcoming year thank you councilmember Heilman the to your original question the reason it wasn't extended similarly was it was tied directly to the emergency order the legislative history of the item was back in 2020 it was brought at the request of then mayor Horvath I believe and the council approved it at that time and it was based upon a number a bundle of programs that we were launching to respond initially to the the impacts of the the pandemic at that time and so the contract was then repeatedly extended over the the years and it was set to terminate this month along with the emergency order but we are extending it until the end of the fiscal year to review that contract so it's it's different it provides a different type of service to the community it's more of education and community organizing bets attic it provides legal representation and is critical to the needs of our our community when they need they need it most obviously and so that was that was the 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 difference in the view of the the two contracts if that answered your question yes I don't know that I necessarily agree with it but I understand your position but council certainly has the authority tonight to extend that another year correct that is correct all right thank you thank you so much councilmember Hyman councilmember Meister do you have any questions for stuff councilmember Byers councilmember Hyman took my question I'm gonna turn it over to the public Melissa let's go do you want to do chambers or zoom let's do zoom first this that way we get that one out of the way first do we have there you go all right thank you so much Melissa thank you Rafael Gamon and if I mispronounce or it's because I couldn't read the speaker slip so Rafael is our first speaker this evening to be followed by Shannon Martellaro and you can bring the dog with you Rafael if you want where we enjoy a dog dear council and team the name was pronounced perfectly my name is Rafael Gamon and I'm a citizen of our beautiful West Hollywood city for over 30 years as a co-director of our tenant association on 917 Larrabee we're reaching out and we did reach out to CES to communicate about the bullying short-term rental takeover in our rent-controlled unit I informed some of you directly CES had had a different speech prepared so I just learned something gentlemen to my right you might not be aware of it but they've been around for 50 years that's the only avenue we have to actually communicate to the council what's going on in our city they are essential beyond just what happened during COVID for us in our case we're communicating with them that we have 900 illegal Airbnb rental advertised a month in West Hollywood 
If code could enforce just a minimum of a 25%, the city would make $4 million. You might want to reconsider that. So for me, I say thank you to the council to listen to our issues. There are many of us that are in the same boat. COVID has been difficult, and I understand the owners of our buildings would like to make more money. They lost a lot of money, I get that. But that should not happen on the shoulders of people that have a rent control unit. It will also curb homelessness, as you can read in LA Times last week, they had a big article on it. West Hollywood, we who will, has wrote about it too. Please read those articles. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving us the chance to communicate with you. Thank you. Thank you, Rafael. Our next speaker is Shannon Martellaro, to be followed by Roberto Gonzalez. Hello, all. This is my first council meeting, so thank you. Pleasure to meet you all. Uh, I'm a long-term resident, and I'm speaking on behalf of my neighbors and friends as well uh, regarding these short-term rentals. And uh, essentially, as of late, being very much bullied by our building management um, to try to get us to move out for their own uh, you know, monetary benefit, plus um, just now turning into corporate rentals. You know, we all have contacted you guys, code, what have you. Um, but I would just appreciate um, anything you guys could do on, on this behalf. Because um, our own safety at that, at that point with these quick turnarounds, you know, telling these ads to come and party in, in this city of ours that, you know, we don't feel safe anymore. Um, and then additionally, just updates to our building regarding safety hazards, building um, deployment of funds that are not migrated in the right ways and then more so taking up the, the management and um, their own needs. So thank you for having us. I appreciate anything you guys could do and uh, thank you for having me here. Thank you so okay. much. And sorry I went lower while you were giving your speech. <laughs> The next speaker, please, Madam City Clerk. Our next speaker is Roberto Gonzalez, to be followed by Steve Legrand. Good evening. Um, I've been a citizen of West Hollywood for a little over 45 years. I've lived here longer than any place in my life. <laughs> I love this city. I'm also a U.S. Vietnam veteran serving in the Navy honorably, and as you can see, I'm now a very proud retired citizen in West Hollywood. My name is Roberto. I live at 917 Larrabee, which has been used recently for, um, to, uh, has been used to rent illegal short-term rentals by the owners of Hiller Hospitality. CES has been helping us with these and other uh, slumlord issues. I ask you please, please, to extend the contract for another fiscal year. Thank you. Our next speaker is Steve Legrand, to be followed by Kimberly Strauss. Good evening, Mayor Pro Tem, council members and gentlemen. I'm just here to add my voice to the little chorus we've got going over there. I've been a 15-year resident of 917 Larrabee, proud to be the longest place I've ever lived. I helped put the traffic circle in that corner, and I know the power of the, of the citizens' voice here. I just want to add mine to theirs to speak on behalf of the CES, who has been instrumental in guiding us into a tenants' association to gather our voices, 
gather our steam, put our ducks in a row to fight against this illegal Airbnb. So I can't speak highly enough about what the CES does, and I just want to add my voice to the plea to fund them for one more year, because what they do is invaluable. Thank you Thank so you. much. Kimberly Strauss to be followed by Jalen Schoenfeld. Um, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Kimberly Strauss, and I live in West Hollywood. I reside over at 724 Northwest Knoll. Um, I'm here to urge the City Council to continue funding the Coalition of Economic Survival, Tenant Outreach and Assistance Program and with Eugene Maskey. Um, our building that we reside in has had numerous um, issues. Um, some of them have also, we've been living with hazardous and health-threatened issues. One of them being where I have taken my landlords to the city by way of CES um, at least five times, which should be public record. Um, I lived in horrible conditions, was hospitalized, had skin lesions from mold exposure, and nothing was done. I had to wait months and months and months to get a hearing to force them to remove me from my unit and put me in temporary housing until I was able to return back to my unit. Um, our building has experienced bed bugs, uh, fires, um, chemical hazards, spills. Nothing has been done about it. The minute COVID happened, they were so quick to start eviction processes on a lot of my neighbors. Some of them had open files with the government. Um, still today, they're trying to evict people for having door cams due to the increased violence in our building. Um, the sheriff's department knows our building very well, sadly. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, with the homeless crisis. I'm still waiting for our appointment. You're waiting for? Our appointment. With? To talk more about these issues. But it's who? really with you. With us. With us, yes. Okay. If you. I texted Andy. But it to, is really important great. to keep this for another year going. Understood. Thank you very much for your comment. Thank you, Kimberly. Our next speaker is Jalen Schoenfeld, to be followed by Annie Jump Vicente. Good evening. My name is Jalen Schoenfeld. I'm a West Hollywood renter. I live at 1301 Havenhurst Drive. I'm also here to urge the City Council to continue funding the Coalition for Economic Survival Tenant Outreach and Assistance Program and Eugene Mayskye's position with West Hollywood. The City is well aware of the problems tenants at 1301 Havenhurst Drive have been having for the past two years. Before we started working with Eugene and CES, two-thirds of our neighbors, our former neighbors, were enticed with buyouts to leave their rent-stabilized apartments. 
Then ownership decided to push the remaining long-term SRO tenants out by redacting multiple services, lowering our quality of life, and harassing tenants, including threats of Ellis. Eugene Maysky helped us establish a tenants association, held frequent, regularly scheduled Zoom meetings with our residents, like he does with dozen or more buildings in West Hollywood, uh, connected us with attorneys at CES clinics, and advised us on our rights and interaction with the landlord's management. He is always available to us via email or phone. He is a continual advocate for all of us with the city of West Hollywood. So far, we've had two city hearings and one both. Yay. <laughs> Therefore, we strongly urge you to continue funding for a much needed tenant outreach organizer for West Hollywood tenants and to recognize, as do we, the Coalition for Economic Survival Significance in protecting our rights and the well-beings, the well-being as tenants in West Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jalen. Our next speaker is Annie Jemfacente to be followed by Jeremy S. I would just like to quickly state that the line says during the first public comment section, well, basically any public comment session, it says that any member of the public may address the city council. It does not say the whole city council. I can address you all individually. Uh, I'm not, I'm addressing you all individually here. Please don't interrupt my time. You can wait till the end. Annie, secondly, you have to address the item of which you signed up to speak for. Secondly, address the, the item. item at hand, okay? So let me fucking speak, okay? Well, we definitely need the RSO. Of course, me, I'm always a bitch and I have to fight my landlord at every turn because he's a slumlord just like every other goddamn landlord because guess what? They use our rent to make a profit whether it's paying mortgages or just putting it in their pocket. Plus they also have the ability to raise it every single year even in addition to the RSO being here. So um, please, uh, extend the protections for renters, like, you know, we keep asking every meeting or so. Um, extend the power that the RSO has to enforce uh, rights. Um, also make sure that they enforce the code against landlords, my landlord. After I recited multiple laws for him, saying that I am legally allowed to withhold my rent if he does not fix the floor from a big hole in it in my apartment, and he said, no, there's no law saying that you can withhold your rent. Uh, section 1941.1 of the California Code for any renters in the place here. Um, yeah, so he is currently trying to screw me out of a free month's rent because, well, I withheld my rent legally until he made said repairs. RSO, please continue. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Annie. Our next speaker is Jeremy S. to be followed by and if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, Isma Mahid. Hi, I'm Jeremy. This is uh, my first time doing this. This is exciting. It's lovely to be here. Um, I've been in West Hollywood for like 15 years. Love it dearly. Um, and I'm here to speak about CES. And I love how many people that came out here to speak about it because it is a, like an amazing program. I mean, there is, we all have the ability to like help people. 
but CES and Eugene Maisky in particular goes above and beyond actually helping people. I would be living on the street right now if not for Eugene Maisky. Uh, the definition I heard of CES from you might have been what it started at, out as, but it has mutated into something so much more. And it is helping people in this community, it is making the city look good. So when something makes you look good, you generally want to keep it around. Um, and yeah, that's what I came up here to say. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeremy. Our next speaker is again Isma. Uzma. Okay, I, I will fix that. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Good evening, Mayor Pro Trump Erickson, council members, and city staff. I'm also here to urge the city council to continue funding the Coalition for Economic Survival along with Eugene Maysky's position. I truly don't know where I would be uh, today without both CES and Eugene. Um, I've resided in West Hollywood at 8600 Rugby Drive for the last 13 years. Prior to the pandemic, I worked as a manager in restaurants in Beverly Hills, Hollywood for over 15 years, as well as 10 years in New York City. Due to the pandemic and the toll it took on the hospitality sector in particular, I was forced to avail myself of public assistance for the first time in my life. It was only by finding CES and partic particularly Eugene Maysky that I felt that there was a light at the end of a very dark tunnel. Um, the emotional and mental stress that was that I was under from my landlord during this time was especially devastating. Um, it was Eugene who guided me through the tough process of dealing with my landlord. I was informed of tenant rights, which I did not know of, how to protect myself and fight for my rent-stabilized tenancy. Um, there are very few people, I have reached out to other programs in the city and in the state, contacted the state assemblyman's office, contacted uh, uh, Congressman uh, Schiff's office. And I have to say, it was Eugene and CES that went above and beyond, made themselves incredibly helpful. I've never met anyone like Eugene, who is so dedicated and tireless in his efforts to help people. It truly is remarkable and inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank you, Usma. Our next speaker is Nella Aguf, to be followed by Mary-Kate Lieberman. Okay, I'm gonna move on to Mary-Kate Lieberman, to be followed by Maria Heifetz. Good evening, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson and council members. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. Um, like several people here, I'm speaking out on behalf of the Council, uh, the Coalition for Economic Survival and my support of them. Um, I am the co-president of the 917 Larrabee Tenants Association, and I live in particularly awful conditions. I have been living in my living room of my one-bedroom apartment due to extensive mold and leaks that go unabated, and we contacted CES to help form our tenants association to deal with these 
and the Airbnb issues that were mentioned, because it seems that after COVID, landlords have decided that they would rather force us to live with worse and worse conditions, so we either move out, which we have been told several times by managers, move out if you don't like it here. We're not going to move. This is our home, and we see CES and Eugene as a way to organize, like labor does, to organize tenants, to stand up for our rights, to lobby for new legislation, and to make renters' protections even stronger here in the city of West Hollywood. Please consider re-upping uh, their contract for another year and for many years to come. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mary Kay. Thank you, Mary. Maria Heifetz, to be followed by Eve and Yvonne Barriato. Hello. My name is Maria, actually, Masha Heifetz, and I represent Jewish Family Service. West Hollywood Comprehensive Service Center. I'm here tonight to urge the City Council, not surprised, to continue funding uh, the Coalition for Economic Survival, Tenant Outreach and Assistance Program and Eugene Maisky uh, position for the next uh, next fiscal year. Uh, as one of the main nonprofit organizations serving West Hollywood uh, community, I see, I will, will see a lot of uh, eviction cases, uh, harassment, denial of repairs, and other problems tenants are dealing with. Um, I please, I need to know that I can rely on somebody to educate our clients on their tenants' rights, provide them with free, free legal consultation, and serve to do best of them what I would. Um, Eugene has done multiple stuff, training, individual and group counseling for our clients. And a lot of community members were not unable to receive this type of assistance anywhere else until Eugene started working at CS as West Hollywood tenant right, uh, our preacher organizer. I'm strongly urging the council um, to allocate funding to CS for next year budget and look into making Eugene permanent and West Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Our next speaker are Eve and Yvonne Berriton. Hello. I'm Eve and this is my mom. Right oh, there you are. <laughs> and we're just here to talk about the CES. It's such a great program. I mean, I've lived here, I'm 28, I've lived here all my life since I was a little kid. I've lived in the same building, which is 724 Northwest Knoll Drive. And I've also, I used to work for the city actually. I was a lifeguard here and I also like was on the swim team at the old, the old facility. So it's like I've been a part of this um, city my whole entire life and I, it's a great city, I love it. I just think it's not fair that, you know, this, this city is one of the only cities that offers rent control, and it should, I feel, be like, you know, basically not, these landlords, I get it, they want to charge higher rent because they want to make more money. I understand that it's business, I get that, but it's just for tenants that have found that opportunity of an apartment that was low rent, and it only goes up a certain percentage a year, that's something that I feel, why should we, us tenants, have to suffer with renters trying to increase that? Like, it's a privilege that we found and they wanna try to take it away from us. And my building, I mean, it's a 50 unit building that is poorly managed. 
No one, the manager's like never in her office. Um, and a lot of us have been living in hazardous and health threatening conditions like everyone has mentioned so far. And Eugene, I just wanna say like he is such a hard worker. Like he goes above and beyond for, for people. It's insane. Like I don't even know why you would wanna take him off a contract when someone works so hard and is so passionate about helping people. Isn't that what we want people to help people? And he's one of those people that does that. And I think he definitely deserves to get his contract renewed. And I hope you guys can please look into it and reconsider him and this program because it's you really so great. Yeah. Thank there you guys. You, and I'll yeah. just say you did all. Did thank you. Thank you. That was our final speaker. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to my colleagues to see if we have any comments. I have a feeling this one can be short and concise. I'm gonna start with Councilmember Meister. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. I was wondering if I can ask Eugene a couple of questions. Is, is he here? He's here, isn't he? I saw you before. Yes, come on up to the, come on down. You're the next contestant. Hi. So, um, Good Eugene. evening, everybody. Sorry. She, she promised to be nice, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. So, I know. Uh, Lauren's been very supportive, actually. Let, Lauren allowed me to ask her share questions. flyers. <laughs> yes. So I guess one of my questions is um, uh, many of the residents who spoke are talking about short-term rentals. And I guess I want to understand how you're helping them with that, because as you know, short-term rentals has been a big challenge. Uh, for the city, and so it sounds like you're doing something that we haven't been doing, and maybe you can share with us what that is. So 917 Larrabee Street is probably the most egregious case where we're dealing with this right now. We just created Tenants Association. We will be working with our uh, West Hollywood clinics, which we have where attorneys, like actual practicing attorneys, volunteer twice a week, and they give one-on-one -on -one consultations. They also can give consultations for the whole Tenants Association via Zoom from the comfort of your home. You can always register. Everything we do for free, uh, for residents, is always free. So any resident can uh, register. On Wednesday night, we do consultations at 6 p.m., and Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We're gonna consult with our attorneys what we can do in terms of stopping that. We're also gonna come to the council asking to influence that situation because in that specific building, 917 Larrabee, that situation is so blatant that the ownership and management are literally not uh, covering it anymore. They're openly telling tenants, well, what are you gonna do? We're doing it. What are you gonna do? What can you do? You can't do anything. Are you reporting so, it to the to code compliance? Because you know we do have an ordinance. We did, yeah, and tenants did. But the thing is, in order to do that, code compliance needs a listing from one of the websites, like Airbnb or something like that. We're gonna do that too, to provide them with e evidence. But the burden of evidence shouldn't actually be on the tenants in this case. We should have an investigator who would follow up 
and actually prove that this is happening, considering the whole tenants association from that building and is telling us that this illegal activity is being perpetrated, so, basically. So just, can you just tell me, I, I understand that tenants formed associations, tenant associations, yes. which is great. Are they actually stopping the short-term rentals by doing that? No, you can't speak now, I'm sorry. No, as of right now, we're working on strategy, how we're gonna actually work on stopping that in their property. Because their safety, or as tenants, safety of their property and their personal safety is being threatened because they have strangers every two, three days and coming, coming into their property. And then uh, several of the tenants talked about the, um, the, the maintenance issues yes. on the property. So have those been reported to the code compliance department? Um, if it's a reduction of services, if it's reduction of services, we always file uh, the reduction of services application and we follow up and I guide them through the process how to file the application for reduction of services correctly. If it's something uh, boarding on harassment or it's both, we file both forms and we follow all the procedures that are in place with the city. What I think we need is actual mechanism that will allow us to basically follow up on our things to the council. We have the strongest tenant harassment ordinance in the country, but we have no way to actually apply it in real life. We need mechanism to actually apply it in real life to the cases where tenants are coming to us and saying, we might not necessarily need criminal harassment evidence level. We might need a compliance letter from the city just telling the landlord, please stop this illegal harassment activity. Some of the landlords might actually stop doing what they're doing to their tenants. And this will be the resolution to this problem. If they're not, yes, we will go all the way like we did with 8440 Delompre when we compiled 500 plus pieces of evidence and we actually submitted it to our legal analyst, Eric Fountain and uh, Jonathan, and we actually went all the way and we okay. submitted it to Lauren to actually work on this case. So Great. thank you. And, and just two more questions, or well, actually one more question. So before we started the, um, this program, when, uh, when the pandemic started, and this was an emergency response that, that the city had to deal with the pandemic emergency. CES did have, already had tenant, um, they provided, I, you may not have been involved at that time, but they did, they do have, because I know we waive the fees for the facility, we do, they do have, um, workshops, right, tenant workshops once a week? As far as I know, we haven't been involved in West Hollywood for 10 plus years before I started working in April 2021. Okay, because I think that, I, I think that they, that they were at Plummer Park, no? Right. I, I'm asking if, staff, yes? It was way, way, way before. Was it way, way, way before the pandemic or was it 2019? Since, since I've been here, 
the clinic has existed for many years in west hollywood but i think the funding that was provided was to provide more than the weekly clinics it provided the staff time for the outreach and follow-up and the assistance that many of the tenants have referred to in their testimony right and yeah no i i understand that but i i'm just trying to get at what we were doing before and what might happen after if we didn't uh continue the the contract that's what i meant we didn't have the position specifically dedicated to west hollywood right no i no i understand that yeah absolutely i understand that i just want to i'm just trying to get at whether or not we did have clinics here in the city of west hollywood pre-pandemic right there were two ces clinics at plumber park uh but they weren't city funded right okay they weren't right they were but we waived the fees of plumber park five and six rooms whatever for for that i believe so okay yeah. okay okay thank you thank you very much thank you absolutely thank you that was all you got? Oh, well, I have comments, but I can wait until, I don't know if anyone has questions yeah, first. I'm going to go to Councilmember Beisters and then Councilmember Heilman. You just have comments. Um, John, um, out of, uh, because I think you were going for it, may I call on you first if you don't have questions, you want to provide commentary? Sure. I, I really, as I said, uh, I think you've gathered from my comments, I really think we need to extend this program. The rest of the agenda items, uh, I'm completely supportive of, and uh, certainly extending Betsedic's uh, uh, additional funding until uh, 2024 makes a lot of sense to me. But I think we should do the same thing for the CES programming, um, and, and I would make a motion to that effect when when we're ready to do that. Um, I do have one question for staff. My understanding is that there were some other pandemic-related programs related to housing, such as uh, emergency funding from um, National Council of Jewish Women, uh, Alliance for Housing and Healing, that were providing emergency rental assistance. But I believe that those programs are managed by our social service division. And so those will come to us at some other time, um, is my understanding. And it, correct me if I'm wrong on that. You are correct that those programs are overseen by the Social Services Division. I mean, obviously, I know you all communicate, and it, 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 it's helpful to know that those programs are potentially eligible for continuation or extension or expansion if necessary. I guess the other question that this uh, raises for me is that we do have a very strong rent stabilization ordinance and anti-harassment provisions, but it, it seems like the, the RSD staff has a more I would say, passive role here rather than, um, rather it's it's on the tenants to uh, initiate things. And uh, it, it troubles me that the enforcement, it seems to be not as strong as uh, we intended when the ordinance was adopted. 
Thank but you, sir. Those are my own comments. I, I do support extending the CES contract until 2024, and we should be considering whether we want to extend that on an ongoing basis. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, so I am actually uh, for extending the contract. I just don't know if it should be to, uh, you know, if this is something that we should be discussing, or I should say the subcommittee, the finance subcommittee, um, as we are going to be going into budget discussions, you know, uh, come June. Um, but I will also say that uh, when I read the um, item, I was looking at it in terms of, of the pandemic and the, uh, the uh, um, consequences of the pandemic and, and uh, the, uh, what, what will happen to people who are possibly going to be evicted because of the pandemic. And so now we're seeing a different side of this where we're talking about short-term uh, short rentals and we're talking about uh, code compliance issues having to do with uh, maintenance issues. And so I guess what I would say is that um, that should be then part of the contract. If we're going to be extending the contract, then let's make sure that these issues are being included as things that they are that CES will be responsible for discussing with um, with tenants more formally. Because uh, right now it's informal because they're not responsible for co-compliance issues having to do with. Uh, mold and maintenance or, I mean, in terms of this contract, right? So, um, and short-term and short rentals. So I would like to see then if, if they are being effective in those areas uh, by organizing uh, the tenants in buildings, which we are not allowed to do, I would gather, <laughs> that staff is not allowed to do that, that the, as a city where, you know, we cannot do that officially. I think that that is something that as, as a neighborhood organizer, I'm, I'm very, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very positive about. Um, I would also then like to see this, uh, if, if, if we are going to extend the contract, if we're looking at short-term rentals and we're looking at maintenance issues to also look at public safety issues because this may be a way for us to organize buildings in terms of neighborhood watch, which we haven't been as effective doing on our own. Um, so those are just some things to think about. If we're going to extend this contract, I would like to see then the responsibilities be a little greater. Yes, thank you. I, my understanding is that tomorrow Los Angeles County will consider an extension of tenant protections to some degree. Is that True. Are we following that? I, my most recent look at the agenda didn't show that, so I haven't seen it yet. If it's there, I'm not aware yeah, of it. Yeah, I think there's um, a, some sort of tenant protections uh, to be extended through March 2024 of the next year. And to me, more than anything, uh, this indicates that we're just not out of the woods yet in so many ways. And as a tenant, I really understand the feeling of uncertainty that can be detrimental to our mental health and physical health. And I think that the security that comes with this advocacy body is something that I'm hearing reflected in our public and the community. And not only that, but as indicated, CES is really exposed to potential myriad of other issues. And I think it's really useful to have this um, 
resource out in the community helping inform and improve our rent stabilization ordinance. So I just also wanted to mention that I agree with Councilmember Heilman's point in the bigger picture that we really ought to be looking out for ways and I appreciate tenants bringing your lived experiences to us. It's frankly and unfortunately some of the only ways we can find out the many new ways that landlords are finding opportunities to make our lives as tenants difficult. Our lived experiences matter and to each and every one of you who showed up today for the first time, thank you. Um, I hope you can encourage more of your neighbors and, ten and fellow tenants to be a part of these conversations because it's truly the only way we can continue to improve these laws that are impact our lives. But I just wanted to say that in the bigger picture, um, we need to shift the burden of evidence from tenants. It's um, undue, it's unfair, and I really appreciate that being brought up today. So I am agreeing that uh, with my colleagues, it sounds like we're talking about an extension of contract. I'll let you, Mayor Pro Tem, take it away to get to the nitty gritty. Thank you so much. I want to thank all the, yes, thank you. I want to thank all of the individuals who came out and spoke today for the first time. Um, some I've communicated with an email as well as on Twitter. Um, I'm really appreciative to all your advocacy. Jennifer, I did not know you were trying to set up a meeting with me, but we will get a meeting set up. Kimberly, Kimberly sorry, there are some other people, Kimberly. We will get a meeting set up and Andy will take care of that and we can talk more about what's going on in your building. But I agree with everything that everyone has set up here. I myself am a renter. Um, the tenant harassment protections item I passed within the first year why I was sworn in because um, we've been seeing a lot more harassment going on um, of our tenants, which is unfortunate of it. Daily, yes, and it's not right, it's not okay, and we need to figure out all that we can do to close every loophole, to do all that we can as a city in California, especially in West Hollywood, to make sure you, our renters, the majority of the city, are protected and we can make sure you stay in your homes because you deserve to have that, especially right now, given all the uncertainty. So that's one thing. Um, secondarily, I would like to know where we are on the status of our continued enforcement or expanded enforcement of Airbnb. I think it's getting to the point where the city might need to look at filing uh, a lawsuit against Airbnb. Um, I believe, and I'm not gonna mention names anymore because I don't wanna get a Kimberly Jennifer situation going again, but I know someone talked about 900 illegal rentals in this city when you talked about Airbnb, that's unacceptable. We've tried and we've done to do all that we can to ban Airbnb, but we know landlords use them and we know they try to circumvent every rule and we need to do all that we can to ban them in this city once and for all. And that also then means adding more dollars to have more enforcement for code to do all that we can because it doesn't just stop at Airbnb. Then it goes to a mold issue and then you have to get a mold person that has out of your own pocket when your landlord needs to do it. And you might see an item on a future agenda where we're gonna try and fix that as well. That's a long elongated soliloquy for us to all say that um, I think we have consensus to make a motion to approve the items that are presented by staff with the addition of um, uh, uh, furthering the contract for CES through uh, the fiscal year of next fiscal year, June 2024. Um, 
I'm open to continuing it further if my colleagues want to have, um, and just for the public's understanding, because I've communicated with some of you in the public, when this was brought to my attention by CES, um, I worked with City Manager Wilson to make sure we could extend it through June, because that's where we were having budgetary conversations, but um, I'm happy to extend it further, but I see Councilmember Meister wants to s say something. No, I was going to say, if we go to the next fiscal year, um, but I would also like for staff to look at ways that we can utilize yep. Eugene and CES uh, and their skills uh, for for additional help, like on on uh, neighborhood watch, public safety issues. Sure. Okay. Uh, Councilmember Heilman, so, did you want to say something? Well, I, I don't think CES's expertise is neighborhood watched, and I, I don't want to force an organization to move into an arena that is not where their expertise is. I do support extending the contract, obviously, and expanding the scope of services to include such things as maintenance and Airbnb issues any issues that tenants are having, uh, I think those would, would certainly be included within a broader uh, contract. Um, I, I also would be in favor of extending this contract a longer period of time, but I would like to suggest that that needs to wait until we have our budget discussion, and we probably should simply fold this in to the social services funding uh, cycle that we normally undergo and uh, have the scope of services developed through that process based on what we have uh, determined through the community survey are the pressing needs. Um, so I would support uh, the motion uh, that the mayor made, or the mayor pro tem made, but I don't like the idea of extending the contract and pushing neighborhood watch sort of issues onto an organization where that's not their area of expertise. John, what about educating tenants that they are organizing on programs that the city is putting forward? Oh, absolutely. I think okay. that's... Well, that, that's that covers it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. David so, Wilson. So if we're looking at a different scope. I would suggest that we approve the contract tonight through June 30th and then direct staff to bring back another contract for next fiscal year and work with CES on the scope for that contract. That sounds good. Um, so just for the members of the public, we love CES. We want to keep the service going. We're going to follow the appropriate steps, of course. If you want to come back in June, that's your choice. We would love to see you all again. But um, so far, so then, um, Councilmember Heilman, would you like to make the, the motion? Or um, I guess I kind of made the motion, but would you like to do it? Sure, I'll make the motion that we approve the staff report and the recommendations that we make one modification, which is to extend the contract uh, with CES through uh, 2024. Uh, we'll extend the contract for the rest of this fiscal year based on staff's recommendation. We'll direct the city manager to negotiate a contract that extends the program through 2024 with uh, the details of the contract to be negotiated between the city managers and his designee. 
and uh, the organization CES. And I'm going to second that motion. May I have a roll, City Clerk? You may. So we have a motion and a second. Uh, Council Member Byers. Aye. Council Member Heilman. Aye. Council Member Meister. Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Aye. The item passes. Thank you very much. We are going to take a short 10 minute break. We'll see you back at 752.
Oh, there we go. We're going to call this meeting back to order, and we are going to go on to something I'm sure many people in this room right now are here for. Item 5A, Commission and Advisory Board Appointments and Reappointments. I imagine we won't be doing at-larges tonight, but just directs. And I see uh, Councilmember Meister looking at me. We do not need a staff report. Go ahead, Councilmember Meister. Okay. Um, but I would like to uh, ask that we don't do the at-large appointments until everyone is done with their direct appointments. So Question, real quick, before you start, sorry. Public comment? Yeah, I was just letting you know. Thank you. We have three members of the public who signed up to speak I'll on this item. i myself. There we go. <laughs> okay, so I will begin with our speakers. Do we have any in Zoom, Janet? Okay. Uh, Annie Jemfacenti to be followed by Jesse Harris. Oh, sorry. I attended the Public Safety Commission meeting last week for the first time since, you know, they threw me out the last time in September. Um, it was abysmal. They talked about the sheriffs, and they concluded multiple times that it's been years since they've made any progress going forward. And their ultimate conclusion, the last meeting, after you had told them to come up with something, they said they're going to bring it back to city council so that they could further reevaluate it. So now my point is, what the hell is the point of commissions and advisory boards? Here's what I wrote. Commissions and advisory boards, they're the agencies of should, not shall. Shall is something we should, is something we will do. Should is something we might do, but don't have the responsibility for. That's what your commissions and advisory boards all do. Uh, public comment is extremely limited in those times, and uh, you can only speak once, maybe twice, uh, before and after the meeting. So it sounds like that these commissions and advisory boards don't even listen to the public well, um, like at all. Um, I honestly, I just say get rid, get rid of them. They're really they're pointless if they can't come back to you with actual recommendations on what to do moving forward, and they had already two years of it then why are they doing what? They came back to you for suggestions. Why are they there? And not to mention three of them are resigning from the last one. Sure, you're appointing new ones, but wow, that's three commission seats empty in a time where they were supposed to make a decision, and they didn't. Thank you, Annie. Thanks, Annie. Our next speaker is Jesse Harris, to be followed by Stephen J. Post. Howdy, y'all. Um, good to see you. Uh, I might be your easiest public comment tonight, um, but I just wanted to say that um, I, you know, appreciate living in a city that really values safety. And um, you know, I, many of you may know, I'm an urban planner, but I also uh, am a person who doesn't own a car. Um, I'm a renter. I ride a bike. Um, you can usually see me with my music blaring on my speaker and, and singing out loud and trying to get driver's attention. So um, I'm really proud to live in a city that has its own free lines of public transportation. I honestly won't shut up about it. I was literally talking to somebody about it yesterday. Um, and I'm proud to live in a city that values transparency. Uh, and so I uh, look forward to holding the council and everyone accountable, you know, I think it's absolutely your job to scrutinize and to ask questions and to 
um, think about you know trade-offs. Um, and I and I hope that uh, moving forward we will always we will continue to consider um, safety primarily, uh, and you know hold that uh, hold ourselves to a a real standard. So um, thank you. That's all I wanted to say. And um, yeah, I look forward to working with you all. Thank you, Jesse, and thank you for bringing Josh out for a Monday evening. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Stephen J. Post is our final speaker for this item. Hi, Council. Hi, Council members. Uh, my name is Stephen Post. Uh, I think the last time I spoke to you was about at 1.30 a.m. Um, at the end of the last budget hearing. Um, so happy to be back in a, an earlier time frame. Um, but I just wanted to introduce myself. I applied to be a public safety commissioner. Um, I moved to WeHo about a year and a half ago uh, during the pandemic where I served as a case investigator for the CDC and the California Department of Public Health. Um, I transitioned then to a place called the Last Prisoner Project where I currently work and do criminal justice reform, uh, focusing on releasing folks still in incarcerated for cannabis. Um, our organization recently helped pass uh, California AB 1706, helping to ensure over t tens of thousands of Californians will have their cannabis records sealed. So we're really excited about the work we've done here, um, but I'm really interested about doing further work here in the community, um, getting to know folks more. Um, previously, I, I came all the way from Ohio, so I'm a, a Midwest boy. Uh, that uh, worked as the council, as the president of the council of graduate students, where I had over 12,000 graduate students that I worked with um, during the time of George Floyd. Uh, it was a really uh, time of unrest, um, but we worked uh, to try to separate ourselves from the Columbus Police Department um, and work with our Ohio State Police Department to reimagine what public safety means. And I think we could really do a lot of that here in West Hollywood as well, um, just by listening to the last public safety hearing and listening to that budget hearing where we transferred some of those funds to block by walk. I think there's a lot of issues with block by walk as I've heard uh, observed here, but I think there's a lot of opportunities to still look at alternatives to policing to reimagine our public safety. Um, and I think that I'm someone who could help do that and uh, hope to allow a voice like myself who's new here to WeHo to be a part of that. So I thank you all. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Madam City Clerk, before I go back to my colleague, Lauren, Councilmember Meister, could you just explain that if someone is serving in a role, like how it all works, that for example, if they are not reappointed because we haven't made a, uh, a person hasn't made a direct, they still stay serving in that role. I'm doing it for you. Yes, could thank you. Just you. Talk about the <laughs> Um, so, yes, all of our current appointed officials will remain in their appointed seat until they are either reappointed or they are replaced. And so technically terms ended February 28th, but they will continue to serve until they are reappointed or replaced, which we are starting this evening. Thank you so much. Yes. And now, without further ado, Councilmember Meister. Thank you. And also, um, can you explain that if somebody is in a seat and their uh, meeting is coming up in the next week or two that they should stay in their seat. Please stay, because we won't have time to put it on the agenda, swear you in, or conduct orientation, and you're onboarding. So if anyone is appointed this evening, a newly appointed individual, and their meeting is occurring this week or next week, they will not be attending as that new appointed official because they need to go through our onboarding and orientation process. And so anyone appointed this evening can plan to have their first meeting in April and possibly May 
May um, because we do have some more rigorous orientation and onboarding moving forward. Although I would recommend attending to they watch. should have been right. You should be attending any meeting that you've applied for. You've, you should have already been doing that, so you know whatever what's going on, and you should be attending council meetings too. And I'll reiterate that if you get appointed. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So I will uh, read my list of appointments: uh, Arts and Cultural Affairs, Catherine Lee; Business License Commission, Elise Eisenberg. Historic Preservation, Matthew Dubin. Human Services, Sarah Adolfson. LGBTQ Plus uh, Commission, Renee Sotil. Planning, Kimberly Copeland. Public Facilities, Rec and Infrastructure, Elaine Polachek. Public Safety, George Nickel. Rent Stabilization, Agassi Tupchian. Transportation, Alexander Basley. Disabilities Advisory Board, Louise Smith. Russian-speaking advisory board, Raisa Aguf, and social justice advisory board, Giselle Washington, senior advisory board, Pat Dixon, transgender advisory board, Lucky Alexander Fuller, and women's advisory board, Helene Wilborn. And I wanna thank Sam Borelli, Susan Isaacs, Tori Berger, David Nash, Joy Noel, Melissa Perner, and Chris Bowen for your service, which I greatly appreciate. Thank you. Councilmember Heilman. Well, Councilmember Meister just stole two of my appointees. Um, I'm going to appoint uh, Bill Harrison to public safety. Um, my other appointees, I'm going to defer until the next meeting, and I apologize for my delay, but I couldn't interview people this week. <laughs> that public uh, health and safety first. <laughs> um, Councilmember Byers. I've only got a few to Councilmember Heilman, so thanks for not making me look so bad. Um, I'm going to proudly appoint Karen Ayers to the Human Services Commission, Jesse Harris, thank you for coming tonight, to the Transportation Commission. Mark Edwards to the Planning Commission, and Nicole Payton to Public Facilities, Recreation, and Infrastructure. That's all I got for now. Wonderful. All right, and I am just doing a few as well. First, uh, because he's the man of the hour, to the Russian-speaking advisory board, Eugene Maysky. Uh, senior advisory board, Bill McNeely, transportation and mobility, Adam Kroll, public safety, the one and only Todd Holman, public facilities, recreation and infrastructure, Andrew Solomon, planning commission, Rogerio Cavallario, LGBTQ commission, Ron Cortez, uh, human services commission, Barbara Meltzer, historic preservation commission, Jacob Sotsky, business license, Catherine Ng, and arts and cultural affairs, Lindsay Deaton, and I'll make the rest at a future meeting. All right. Thank you very much, and congratulations to all that got appointed. We're gonna move right along to item 5D. Uh, this was my item, but I know we probably have public comments on it, so why don't we go to public comment first? Thank you. We have one member of the public in chambers, Annie Jumpicente. You can leave it, it's fine. God damn it, it's been bothering me. Okay, well, I don't understand why in the same meeting again, I'm just gonna reiterate, you're going to have an agenda item with $0 funding trans safety, but yet you're gonna throw $15,000 at 
the police to celebrate them. You're going to throw money at the police to celebrate them instead of throwing money at protecting those that need it the most from those that enact the violence constantly onto the queer and gay and LGBTQ plus community. Just why? I don't understand it. I came here asking for help and protection and I said, fuck it. Because clearly because of this agenda, you don't care. You don't fund anything that will actually protect people to the maximum. You virtual signal every single meeting and I'm so tired, do you hear? I'm tired. I can't do this. Don't fund, don't fund their stupid little fucking event. I don't get it. I just, I don't. Thank you, Annie. And then I'm gonna go to my colleague, Councilmember Hyman, who I believe had a question and wanted to hold the item. Yeah, thank you for bringing this forward. I understand the importance of celebrating uh, the people who provide public safety to our residents, the firefighters who respond to emergencies and to the law enforcement officers who also respond to criminal activity in the community. I, I'm wondering a little bit about how this is, um, it is recommended that we have this sort of open lunch for the community. First of all, lunchtime is, is good for some, but it's problematic for those of us who are working during the day. Secondly, I think if we really wanna honor the firefighters and sheriff's department uh, representatives, we should do it in a way where um, it's a, a by invitation event where the people who are there are there to actually work with us and honor the people we're trying to honor. Uh, having it be just an open uh, call, anyone Count, who wants Council to Member be Heilman. Annie? I can talk to myself. Annie, you are disrupting the meeting. I can talk to Annie? I can talk to okay, Annie, so this is how it's gonna go. You are disrupting the meeting and this is your first warning, okay? Annie, stop. Annie, you are disrupting the meeting and the business of the city to being conducted. This is your first warning. You are gonna get one more and then we're gonna, Annie, this is our, your second warning. Please continue, John Hyman, Councilmember Hyman. Thank you, so that, that's my primary concern with the way that this is structured. I support the concept, I support the idea, um, and maybe there's a way to do it where we're actually inviting neighborhood watch leaders, we're inviting uh, city commissioners uh, to uh, an event, rather than having it be sort of the open cattle call that seems to be described in the agenda item. Thank you, Councilmember Heilman. That was actually part of my intention. This came to me through contract cities when I noticed other cities doing something very similar. I'm happy to make and give that additional direction. I, I think that's great direction to um, find a time that is more amenable, invite individuals to be there and have that type of a more structured event instead of just the open um, type of an event if you're amenable to that solution. Yes, and one other question, I don't know, um, is this 
Is this intended to be in addition to the public safety awards that we previously had done? Yes, um, but I'm happy to allow staff any flexibility if there's good times to make sure you plan both of them at the same time to not duplicate work. Okay, I mean, if there's a way to combine that, that could uh, make sense as well, but uh, I'll leave that to you and the staff to figure out. Great. Councilmember Weister. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea to combine this event with uh, the public safety awards because we have, uh, you know, the last few years we haven't been able to celebrate and, um, and prior to uh, the pandemic shutdown, we didn't really have the, you know, um, the, res the response to the public safety awards that we would have liked. So I think that having the two together will give uh, the public impetus to, to come and, and with the public safety awards, it's a good reason to celebrate. Sounds good. Councilmember Byers? All right, so with that, I will make the motion to uh, Councilmember Heilman's direction as well as Councilmember Meisters to combine this event with the public safety awards and to work with staff on additional timing and logistics and how that would go. And then I'll let one of my colleagues second I'll second it. it. Sounds good. Second by Councilmember Meister. Can I have a roll call, please? Thank you. Councilmember Byers? Aye. Councilmember Heilman? Aye. Councilmember Meister? Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson? Aye. The motion passes, and I'm going to fix your nameplate. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thank you so much. Everything else, we're going to go to excluded consent now. And item 2J was um, moved, uh, uh, the housing element, and we're going to have a quick staff report about that. Um, oh, sorry. Yes, I'm skipping ahead in my alphabet. Um, while staff gets set up, why don't we do 2E, and I'll go to Councilmember Meister. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. The, the reason that I pulled the um, second reading is not to change anything in the, uh, in the ordinance, but uh, just to give some, uh, or at least uh, get some feedback on some direction I'd like to add to staff, and this was really the only appropriate um, place to, uh, to do that. Uh, and I know that we don't want to do that at, uh, when we do our council member comments anymore. So. Uh, I think that um, that we should consider uh, reconvening the uh, commission and uh, advisory board subcommittee um, to look at uh, possible additional requirements of uh, for the planning commission, uh, similar to um, what we have with the historic preservation commission. I don't necessarily think that has to be for this particular term, but to look towards the future. Um, right now, um, we have, uh, we're lucky because it's it's actually fallen that way naturally, that we have Rogerio, who is an architect, and we have uh, Michael Lombardi, who is an architectural uh, lighting design consultant with credentials in architecture and lighting and lead, um, but it may not in the future always fall that way, and what I was thinking is that if we uh, had the uh, subcommittee meet um, to see if it's, it's even feasible to have additional requirements for planning to ensure that we have at least two people with some related credentials like we do for HPC uh, occupations to be determined, um, which I'm sure that we can keep very broad uh, to make sure that uh, we have um, 
you know, residents that will qualify for, for those positions. And um, uh, because I know that there are a lot of different occupations that could benefit the Planning Commission, uh, you know, from attorney to, uh, to uh, landscaper. Um, so uh, this is something that I think would benefit uh, the commission as we move forward in the future, and again, not necessarily for this term of appointments, uh, but uh, for for the future, to think towards the future. Um, and uh, the other thing that I would like us to uh, talk about also is conflicts of interest. Um, we don't have on the um, on the uh, application form right now if there are potential conflicts of interest. Uh, that uh, the applicant uh, perceives, uh, and I think that we need to have that, and we may also need to have within the commission uh, descriptions potential conflicts of interest, so that people know what to look for. Um, so that would be the that would be the, um, the the goal of the subcommittee is to come is to uh, look at those two issues. Councilman Byers. Are there any public comment? There, no. Great. Okay. Councilmember Hyman. Um, I, I think Lauren's uh, ideas are certainly things that the subcommittee can look at, but I don't think they, as she said, I don't think they affect the item that's in front of us today. So I'm prepared to move the item. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to move the item. Great. This is just the additional direction that I had no <laughs> idea where else to put it. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. So we have a motion uh, to move the item by Councilmember Heilman, a second by Councilmember Meister. Can I get a roll call, please? Yes. Councilmember Byers. Yes. Councilmember Heilman. Yes. Councilmember Meister. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Yes. The motion passes. Thank you. And now to Jay. Microphones are having an issue today. Uh, thank you, uh, Mayor Pro Tem and Council members. Um, tonight I'm joined um, by John Kehoe, Planning and Development Services Department Director, um, and I did want to introduce you and the community to our new um, senior planner, Tahira Ferris, um, who will be presenting uh, a short um, abbreviated staff report for you um, with some slides that will be accompanying us shortly. Um, so in a minute, those will come up on the screen. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Francisco, and good evening, Mayor Pro Tem and Council Members. Um, if we can get that in presentation mode, or do I have control? Just let me know next slide. We have to keep um, okay. Council Member Heilman in the view. Can we do presentation mode so the notes are not there, or? I don't. I don't think we can because, Under, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can maybe make the screen a little make the, bigger. Make it bigger so people can see the actual slides. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. But, um, okay, so tonight, um, as no, mentioned, hold, oh, hold, we have to have Councilor Howell's yeah. video on the screen. So why yes, don't we, we go do. back to the other way? I'm sure your notes are lovely. Everyone's going to see them. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just you. like when you're in school. I just wanted everyone go. to see um, as much of the slides as possible. Sounds so. good. So no Janet, problem. we'll put Councilmember Hammond okay. back up. Yeah, we're going to put him back up. 
It's not switching now. Why don't we take a quick five minute break and we're gonna get it done. So thank you very much. We'll be back in about five minutes. We're going to call the meeting back to order, and uh, Janet, don't touch anything. Go ahead.
All right, thank you so much. So tonight I'll be giving a brief presentation on the Housing Element Annual Progress Report for calendar year 2022. Um, this is a state mandated report and so tonight's presentation is just information for the council before we submit this report to the State Department of Housing and Community Development, which is due on April 1st. So, let's see, what slide are we on? Oh. Can we go back? Um, or do I have control here? No, okay. <laughs> okay, so the, the annual progress report includes the number of housing units developed in the previous year that go toward meeting our regional housing needs allocation, and it also provides a status update on programs within our housing element that um, address the city's housing needs. So we're currently in the six cycle um, planning period, which goes from 2021 to 2029. And for this planning period, West Hollywood, the city has um, a share of regional housing needs to meet 3,933 new units. Uh, next slide, please. And the programs in the housing element um, aim to address the diverse needs of all members of the community across um, all socioeconomic spectrum. There is also an emphasis on households that are earning um, lower than median income. And based on census data from the American Community Survey, we know that a large portion of the city's residents do fall within the extremely low and low income categories. Next slide, please. So this image is just a quick breakdown of our regional housing needs allocation by income category. So again, we can see that the total housing need is over the next um, eight years is 3,933 units. And um, this is just a note that 62% of that goes towards um, lower income. And so um, th those would need to be provided to affordable at the level of either very low, low or um, moderate income. Next slide, please. So this table is looking at the number of building permits that were issued in 2022, and it's broken down by um, income category. We have also 2021 numbers here for reference, um, and just to note that the six cycle planning um, period began in October of 2021, so the numbers for 2021 are only showing the last two and a half months of that year, and then you see the 2022 numbers as well. Next slide. So this table is looking at planning entitlements. So this includes the number of um, housing applications that were submitted within uh, the calendar year and also approved in 2022 prior to the building permit stage. So this gives us an indication of the units that are going to be built in the um, years immediately following their entitlement. Next slide. So in regards to building permits that were actually finaled in 2022, so these are um, building permits that received a certificate of occupancy, there were um, just a few projects that did propose affordable housing within multifamily developments. And of those projects, approximately 20% of them were affordable units. Um, however, all of the residential uh, planning applications submitted, of all residential applications submitted, 44% of those actually proposed um, affordable units. 
And if we look at just the applications for multifamily, then 42% of those, um, let's see, or I'm sorry, um, going back to that, 44% of all units proposed um, were, were for affordable, and 42% of those that were approved were affordable. So those are those two differences there. And then when we look at just multifamily units that were proposed, 51% of those were affordable. And then of those that were actually entitled, so they received approval in the calendar year, 54% of those were affordable. Um, I also wanted to, at this point, um, point out a correction to the staff report. So on page two, at the bottom of page two of the staff report, there is a table that shows the building permits issued, and then underneath that, there's a statement about affordable units and a percentage provided. Um, you don't actually see the breakdown calculation for that statement, so we wanted to make a correction. Um, the figure actually refers to the percentage of affordable units within multifamily developments with 10 or more units, and that percentage has been corrected. So I just want to read the following statement that's added to the staff report um, for the record. So affordable units account for 16% of units, so five out of 31, in multifamily developments that had 10 or more units that were issued a building permit in 2022. So this uh, calcu calculation is a snapshot of affordable units um, for projects that are more likely to propose affordable um, units at different affordable levels. So therefore, we actually removed in this calculation single-family residences, ADUs, projects that had fewer than 10 units that were more likely to provide an in-lieu fee rather than an actual unit. And so of that, that's where we get the 16%. I have a question. I'm, I'm a little confused. I, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of the Planning Commission meetings and I don't think that any project has had more than 16 to 18% affordable units. So I'm kind of confused by the 44% and the 42% and the 51% and the 54% being affordable. So those numbers, um, if we go, yeah. So the 44%, this is looking at planning applications that were submitted in 2022. So this is of all applications submitted and units that were totaled for all housing applications, the proposed number um, of affordable comes out to 44%. So, so they have not been built yet. Okay, and, these, and, and are these, so they may not have gone to planning commission yet? Those, um, those yeah, correct, those were submitted um, so they have not gone to commission yet, necessarily. Are these projects, are, is this number, are these numbers including then projects that are 100% affordable? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. Okay. And I, don't, I don't know if the staff report is finished, but my understanding is that this uh, was on consent, that it is the annual update of our progress on the housing element. Uh, the staff report I thought was very uh, thorough and informative. Um, I'm prepared to move the item. It's simply to uh, authorize us to 
submit this to the state as our progress report, correct? That is correct, but because the item was referenced in the public agenda, that referenced a complete different report upon guidance of the city attorney and city clerk, we were having this brief staff report. But yes, John, you are completely right. Once the staff report is done, we will move forward with a motion. Oh, I thought it was done, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay, we're almost there. <laughs> Just one more slide. <laughs> Uh, next slide. Okay, so um, the status of housing element programs, which are also included in the report, it just provides a snapshot um, here on the screen of some of the key programs. So there are about 30 programs in the housing element. This is just a snapshot of some of the things that the city is working on. So updating the city's ordinances to facilitate seismic retrofitting, address inclusionary housing, um, and rent stabilization, for example, as well as implementing the general plan um, and some zone text amendments to increase housing production and incentives. So um, we'll be looking at ways also to preserve publicly assisted housing and create a community land trust to acquire and rehabilitate existing small uh, multifamily buildings, monitor affordable, um, monitor available funding at the federal, state, and local level for um, additional resources um, for rehab efforts and also providing technical assistance to owners of historic resources as part of the Mills Act. So um, that's it. This concludes my presentation um, and I'm happy to respond to any other questions. Thank you very much. Um, Melissa, do we have any members of the public that wanted to speak on excluded consent? No, we do Thank not. Thank you so much. Is there any more comments from my colleagues? Seeing none, I will, uh, Councilmember Howman made a motion to move the item. I will second it. May I get a roll call vote please? If I can, okay. <laughs> Council Member Byers. Aye. Council Member Heilman. Aye. Council Member Meister. Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Aye. The item passes. Thank you so much. We're going to be um, moving on to our last section of public comment. This time is set aside to the public to address the Council on any item of interest within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Council that could not be heard under item one at the beginning of the meeting. Madam City Clerk, do we have any? Uh, final public speakers for this comment period. We have one individual in Zoom, and we have one member of the public in council chambers. Which would you like to take first? Choose Zoom first. Okay. Our speaker on Zoom this evening for the second period of public comment is Victor Olmuchenko. Victor, you will have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. And Good evening, uh, good evening, Council. Victor Omolchenko, can you hear me okay? I'm on the road. <laughs> yes. Hi, all right. Victor Omolchenko, West Hollywood resident and a rent-stabilized tenant. Thank you, Council. Thank you, Council, for voting tonight to look into extending the contract of the Coalition for Economic Survival to assist tenants as they come, as we come out of this pandemic. And I know that various issues were raised by Councilmember Meister that the details are gonna be ironed out, especially as how this uh, renewal of, a, of the contract till 2024 looks at uh, code uh, enforcement issues. And Councilmember Heilman, it totally resonates with me when you said that perhaps city staff has kind of been playing a passive role and that perhaps our code enforcement has not been as robust as possible. And I hear you, council member buyers, that it's good to hear from that lived experience, although the lived experience of those tenants that you heard from, from Larrabee streets and from other apartment buildings, it's hard to hear that kind of stuff. And you're saying that perhaps 
we should look at shifting the burden of evidence from the tenant, that really resonates with me. And the gentleman from Larrabee speaking about 900 possible Airbnbs in this city, and I, over the years, have seen 1,000 rent-stabilized units evaporate. Yes, some inclusionary units have been put back in, and that's good because we are a progressive city, but there has been a net loss of affordable rent-stabilized-type units. That's why, as you go and look at the new budget for 2023 through 2024, please look at the city of Los Angeles' systematic code enforcement program, SCEP. It's a routine inspection program where the city sends out their staffers to look at apartment buildings to be sure that they are being maintained. And I believe it happens every four years. It is something that I think you should look at. I think the budget really should be looked at to see how we can enhance our code enforcement. It's thank, a program thank you, Victor. that I understand works, and I would really like to have a community Thank, thank you, Victor, very much. Thank you. thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Thank you, Victor, and I hope you're not driving at the same time. <laughs> I stopped. I good, stopped. good. That's what we like to hear. Safety first. Victor, I love you. Can we go to Chambers, please? Yes. Our first speaker in Chambers is Steve Martin, to be followed by Rick Watts. Thank you so much. Victor, are you on your bike? Oh, God. Steve Martin, West Hollywood. Um, for, first, I want to I congratulate uh, George and Nickel on being appointed to public safety and my friend Todd Hallman. Uh, we've got two great leaders on the east side on that commission. Uh, we're just grateful that we've got some representation and some effective representation on that commission. So I, I really want to express how excited and happy I am for those two appointments, John and Lauren. Um, I think what was said earlier, I have to tell you, I'm really happy to hear about the extension of the CES contract. But, you know, I've been coming up here for at least three or four years telling you that this issue is epidemic in West Hollywood. I'm glad that CES is, a, is, is finally getting to address it because we're, we really need to have this sort of assistance for people or we're just not gonna have these residents. These are people who are losing their homes and this has not been a priority for the city. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's not staff's fault. You guys have to show the leadership. You guys have to show that you care. You guys have to come up with solutions. You have to listen. You've gotta bring in creative ideas but some of this is not rocket science. I mean, you can have people figure out how to track down these Airbnb and then go in and do sting operations. You should be offering $5,000 rewards for any tenant or group of tenants who successfully are able to bring back a unit from an Airbnb. I mean, that's what they're doing with abortions in Tennessee and Texas. Why can't we do that here in West Hollywood to protect our housing stock? These aren't strangers. These are our friends and neighbors. These people really deserve better. They deserve enhanced legal protections, and the city needs to start doing criminal prosecutions. And so I'm available through my lived experience helping people the last several years to, 
talk to any of you and thank you for your time. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Our next speaker is Rick Watts. Thank you, Council. I'd like to echo everything Enko and Steve Martin just said. Um, you're going to have to put some, uh, some dollars behind uh, the, the efforts to enforce against the illegal conversion of, of long-term housing into short-term housing and make the landlords that are doing it feel the pain. Make it worth their while to abide by the law. Make it hurt too much to keep breaking the law in that regard. A um, couple of other brief things. I, I want to uh, uh, congratulate my uh, uh, fellow board member, uh, Louise Smith, on her reappointment for tonight. Uh, Louise is uh, I, I, eminently qualified for her position and is a, uh, a big asset for, uh, for, the, uh, for the city and the County Commission on Aging and Disabilities on which she sits um, and uh, has so ably represented our city. Um, the, uh, um, as with a couple of weeks ago, I want to again press the matter on the need to make the conversion of Plummer Park 5 and 6 or other meetings where board and commission mem uh, uh, members are going to be meeting and the public is invited to, uh, uh, to, to attend so that those meetings can uh, be attended virtually. The Americans with Disabilities Act requires it and the uh, uh, SB, uh, AB uh, 2249, which uh, allows for uh, a couple of exceptions a year for folks to attend virtually because of an illness or something. We can't even take advantage of that because there are no other facilities other than council chambers that are currently set up to, uh, to facilitate that. That needs to happen, and it needs to happen now. And uh, not only does the, the, the state laws uh, uh, kind of hint that that needs to be required, but the Americans with Dis Disabilities Act requires that reasonable accommodations Thank be you, made. Rick. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. That's it. Great. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to go to Councilmember comments and meeting attendance reports. I'm going to go to Councilmember Heilman. I'm not allowed to speak twice. I signed up twice. Annie, for public comment for the second one. Melissa, could you go talk to Annie while we go over to Councilmember Heilman for your meeting attendance reports and Councilmember comments, please. I have no meeting reports and I have no comments tonight. Sounds good. Thank you so much, John Heilman, for Councilmember Heilman, for keeping it brief. <laughs> uh, uh, Councilmember Meister. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, so attendance, I attended the active shooter preparedness workshop, LGBTQ+. Um, I attended. Thank you. I attended the LGBTQ plus dialogue with the deputy, her story awards, and uh, the Laurel House Artists in Residency conversation, where we actually had a successful meeting uh, with uh, in rooms five and six, and were able to um, have uh, people zoom in uh, if they couldn't make the meeting, so that they were able to watch the presentation, and they were able to provide. Uh, comment 
uh, at that meeting. So it's, it may not be ideal, but it was definitely a start. Um, and uh, and I, think, uh, I think we're closer than you think on that, Rick. Um, on uh, consent calendar, I'd like to note my no vote to 2F as in Frank. And uh, for uh, announcements, uh, the city will co-sponsor Ladies of Courage, presented by Eye of the Poet, a free two-day cultural arts celebration and festival celebrating the achievements of women on Saturday, March 25th, and Sunday, March 26th, from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. at West Hollywood Park, located at 647 North San Vicente Boulevard. The festival features art, poetry, music, dance, and projection mapping. Admission is free. For more information, including the event schedule, please visit www.ladiesofcourage.com. And then uh, lastly, I did want to mention that uh, several years ago, um, then uh, Council Member Lindsay Horvath and I put forward a, um, an initiative for proactive code enforcement. And I think uh, what happened was that the pandemic slowed that process down, so now I'm going to officially ask our city manager to uh, make sure that that initiative um, uh, goes through the way it was intended. And that's, those are my comments. Thank you. Thank you so much. Councilmember Byers. Yes, attendance first. I was very proud to chair my very first steering committee meeting of the Playhouse Design Committee. Thank you to all the members of the public who attended, members of the subcommittee. Um, please join us again April 18th at Kings Road Park. I attended the Civic Well Policymakers Conference in Monterey County, where I spent an amazing three days across, or with elected leaders across the state, learning more about sustainability and climate resilience. And I'm very inspired and would gladly talk to anybody for hours about this experience. I attended the League of Cities uh, Environmental Committee and the Clean Power Alliance Energy Committee. We're sensing a theme here. I also attended the USC Price or Executive Leadership Forum for Local Leaders. Um, and then just a few announcements. Happy first day of spring. I know it's very hard to tell with the gloomy weather that we're constantly enduring. I wore my flowers for the occasion. Um, and also happy Women's History Month. Last time I can say it from the dais for this year. Um, please join us Wednesday at 6 p.m. The Women in Leadership Awards and Reception hosted by the Chamber of Commerce at the Ondas West Hollywood. It's a fantastic event. Thank you to our city manager for highlighting the CERT trainings. I am a graduate of CERT and I love this program and highly recommend folks committing those three Saturdays in April to that time. Um, I wanted to say a note, the LAUSD is going, um, support staff are going on strike starting tomorrow for the next three days. This includes bus drivers, janitors, cafeteria workers, and teachers will be standing with them, the Teachers Union UTLA. Just to put this in perspective, workers have been making an average of $25,000 a year. We know that the strike puts pressure on families and communities, but we're a community that stands for workers, and I ask us to continue to do so through this very intense strike that we're seeing these coming days. Um, I just also want to thank staff, finally, for accommodating the first virtual hybrid meeting last meeting um, to allow me and Mayor Pro Tem Erickson to participate. Um, and thank you for running a successful meeting again tonight. And I'm wishing my colleague, Councilmember Heilman, a very swift recovery. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, in terms of meeting reports uh, that I've attended, I attended a log cabin meeting with the West Hollywood Recovery Center, a tour with uh, Congressman Schiff's team, the active shooter preparedness workshop, dialogue with a deputy event, the Elton John event, the 38th uh, 
Woman of the Year Awards for LA County, um, the seventh annual Herstory Awards, the Skag Forum on Housing Leadership and Infrastructure, Artists and Icons event with Barbara Bain, which was just incredible, the 639 Lapeer Drive topping off, uh, topping out uh, the luncheon, um, Cal City's Transportation Comms and Public Works Policy Committee meeting, and I had my last, um, my 20th Saturdays in Plummer Park event this past weekend because the sun was actually out. Um, congratulations to former mayor and council member Abby Land, um, becoming 8051 Woman of the Year. Um, it's amazing, and we are so proud of you. Um, additionally, I wanted to um, congratulate send my congratulations to Mike Aguilera-Gaudet on becoming a captain in the National Guard, and we are all very proud of you and the work that you do here in our community. Um, additionally, I wanted to congratulate and thank staff for all of their work on the LA Marathon and congratulate all of the runners this past year. I had a fun time at mile 15 with KTLA and Wendy Birch um, on, on the news and a council member Meister got a, uh, is it a cowbell? She got a cowbell. I've, I've turned over the reins. Um, and, and there we go. And with that, our meeting is adjourned at 8.46 until April 3rd. <laughs>